as my husband says, lions don't listen to the chatter of mice. Ha <laughs> ha Boom! Welcome to We Are Multiple, the podcast. Welcome to life with multiple babies. We are multiple. We are multiple. We are going to talk about my twin birth and pregnancy along with Betsy's triplet pregnancy and birth. This is something you will not want to miss. Hope you enjoy the story. Yeah, so Agatha's going to start us off. She's going to tell us kind of, we've heard a little bit about you finding out you had twins. Yes. We want to know from that point on, in as a nutshell kind of way as possible, what, I mean, what were your processes? I know you did a ton more than I did prepping for your twins than I did prepping for triplets. So I just want to know kind of how you walked through the next eight and a half months after you found out you were having your twins. Well, I think what was really interesting is that, yes, I did a lot of work, but it was fundamentally very simple for me. It was like the first time that like motherly intuition and my gut was like on fire. Oh, that's interesting. And I knew from the moment I got pregnant, I've never been pregnant in my life. I knew I was pregnant (laughs) the week before I missed my period. Mm -hmm. My husband knew I was pregnant. Mm And it was like such a strong intuition. And I knew that it was two. I knew it was a boy and a girl. And I knew that I was going to carry them full term and that they were going to be healthy, happy babies. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you why I felt so strongly about that, but I really, really, really did. Mm -hmm. So in that certainty, I really listened to that gut. And I had a great doctor who also was like, look, I trust you. One, you're an athlete. Mm-hmm. You know your body. Tell us about that. Tell yes. us about what you were doing athletically before you got pregnant and how you carried that through too. Don't, don't leave that out. Okay. So before I got pregnant, I was doing yoga probably five or six days a week. Mm-hmm. I was spinning a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. And I was a huge snowboarder. Okay. I was snowboarding 70 days a year, give or take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... Those were very fundamental parts of my existence. Mm -hmm. Um, I joked when I was pregnant that, you know, I was probably safer on a snowboard than I was walking Mm -hmm. because of how much and how comfortable I am on snow. Um, So I really listened to my body and what felt good and did within that what was the best for me. Mm -hmm. And for me, moving was really important. Especially in the beginning. It was like, yeah, I was tired. And yes, I felt like literally I was photocopying cells times two. And I literally felt that. But moving felt really, really, really good. Did you get the nausea or anything that's typical of first trimester whatever? No, you didn't get it. Okay. And I think that was huge. Yes. That was huge for me. I was Mm -hmm. tired, but I didn't get sick. Mm -hmm. So I was able to kind of maintain my routine Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then as I got bigger, I just continued to do what I was doing Mm -hmm. to the best that my body would allow me to do and what felt right. And there were certain moments and certain things in yoga and certain things that I was doing at the gym that it was like, nope, okay, that's done. Yeah. You know, like I remember midway through when the elasticity in my pelvis started to go, they were like, I stopped doing specific like asymmetrical poses. Mm -hmm. I really kind of pulled everything back into the center and did a lot of integration work. Mm -hmm. And for me, turning myself upside down felt really, really good. (laughs) And it's against what every doctor says Mm -hmm. about turning yourself upside down. Mm -hmm. But for me, it took all the weight off my pelvis 
and allowed Wes to be a little bit floaty. And Eva still to this day loves to be upside down. So I think that um, for my body, it felt really good. So I did yoga every day, pretty much. I spun a couple days a week and I rode about 28 days on my snowboard. Mm-hmm. Early on. Mm-hmm. Later on. Till about seven and a half months. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then, so if you were able to stay active the whole time, tell everyone, in addition to your doctor, kind of the people you brought in to help support your pregnancy. I had a fantastic acupuncturist. And honestly, he was like the bedrock of my entire pregnancy Hmm. because he was, he also knew I was pregnant before I knew I was pregnant, Mm -hmm. felt that it was two heartbeats immediately. and I was fortunate enough that we had a nice trade. So I was helping him with his business. So he yeah. saw me once a week. Yeah. And every week I would go in and he would take my pulse and he would tell me how each child was doing based off of our pulses, mm-hmm. how one was growing a little bit faster than the other and how the other one would catch up. And then it was like this wonderful gut check of like, they're strong, they're healthy, they're good. On top of seeing the doctor every other week. Yeah. Which is also reassuring, but it's also nerve-wracking between, like, the high-risk doctor I had to see Mm -hmm. and then going to Dr. Cap. Like, Matt was, like, my perfect marriage between Eastern and Western medicine Mm -hmm. of, like, this gut-affirming, like, yes, your children are doing great, Mm -hmm. and yes, your body is doing great, and you keep going. Mm -hmm. And it felt great. Like, acupuncture was such a gift, and it was such a nice way to stay centered throughout the whole kind of chaotic process of a lot of information coming at me. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really helpful. Um, besides that, I just really ate what felt good for me. And for me, it was weird things. Like I just wanted green juice and avocado toast. And I know that sounds crazy, but it really was what I want. And it's like what the kids like to eat now. Like we call Eva avocado, mm-hmm. <laughs> avocado. Mm-hmm. Um, and had weird moments of like, I don't know, I went through a few weeks of wanting red velvet cupcakes and like the husband thought like someone had kidnapped his wife because I usually want salt and vinegar potato chips but overall it was really just like every day just like checking in with my gut seeing how I was feeling and then assessing what I was going to do for the day from there what about you Betsy oh my gosh well very unlike you I already had kids and uh, I know we've talked a little bit about this before, but we just wanted to have our third child. And I knew I was pregnant. We had done a blood test that had confirmed that. And we went in just to make sure it wasn't a false positive or that the hormones weren't showing something that wasn't actually there. So I was, I remember feeling like very in a hurry. I, like I just have to do this appointment to make sure we have a heartbeat. Very much taking for granted the whole process. Um, then at that appointment, finding out that there were three heartbeats and thinking, gosh, I, you know, I'm not a person that is shocked. You know, you can't like floor me or anything. And I remember just taking a few seconds to really try to digest that as much as you can, but you really, it's just such shocking news. Yeah. Um, so what did your husband say? He just, he was holding our two year old. <laughs> two-year-old um our five-year-old was already at school that day um and we both just stared at the screen Mm -hmm. looking at the three hearts Mm -hmm. going what and then the ultrasound tech 
you know, she said, well, you know, per, you know, protocol or whatever, you have to come back in 10 days to make sure your body hasn't, you know, naturally aborted one of them, yeah. which she said there's, it's highly likely that could happen. And so I remember thinking pretty much as strongly as you knew that there were two and that they would be full term. I remember thinking, no, we have three. We're going to keep three. No one's going away. Like you're coming. now we're all here. Mm -hmm. Like nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And so we went back 10 days later and indeed everyone was doing great and progressing as they should. Um, and then it was a, you know, eight and a half month ish series of lots of doctor's appointments. You know, they take such care when you have, I'm assuming twins, but especially when you have triplets, because it's automatically, you're automatically high risk. It doesn't matter how you're feeling, how the babies are doing, how old you're you are. going to see. Yeah your high risk will be over and over and over and over and over again. And so there were a few things along the way in the pregnancy with their health that were never serious, but there were things that I was talked to about as mm -hmm. this could potentially happen, just prepare yourself for this. None of them came to fruition, mm -hmm. but when you said about getting the news that scary news, mm -hmm. It's stuff that you could certainly live with. Mm -hmm. You know, these babies are going to be born, but it would be things that completely erupt the way you see your family. Mm -hmm. And so, anyway, none of that actually happened. They were all born full-term, extremely healthy. They weren't in the NICU. Um, but the pregnancy itself, I, like you, had never had morning sickness, even with my first two kids. And so I feel like we should be whispering that. I know. Sorry. Because sorry. most women, that's not the case. But on the flip side, I've had so many women who are like, oh, I lost 20 pounds my first trimester. No. I easily gained. Easily. And then, but with triplets, when you're pregnant with triplets, you have to give yourself a wide berth because you look full term halfway through the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And people from that point on are just questioning you, what you're eating, what you're doing, what you're having. How are you ever gonna get back to normal? Like, don't, there are gonna be people that don't love listen. you and surround you with such wonderful things. And there are gonna be so many people that say things they just don't know are as stupid as they are. Mm -hmm. And really, my biggest piece of advice is to build your circle, like Agatha was saying, she had her acupuncturist, she had her doctor, she had her high risk OB, she had her husband, you know, and those are your people. That's who you're listening to. I didn't, I would have never gone to see an acupuncturist. I would have never gone to see anyone other than my regular OB, who had been my OB for my first two kids also. Mm -hmm. And so I loved him. I trusted everything he yeah. said. When he said, you need to be eating 6,000 calories a day, I was like, right on it. <laughs> he said, 200 grams of protein a day. You're developing three brains. I was like, uh, no problem. Yeah. You know, I got it. Uh, I would have never doubted a word out of his mouth. Well, and I think that's important. And we'll add these in the podcast notes of like, it got really, really interesting from an adventure standpoint of like, I asked Matt those questions of like, what's happening in the development yeah. in the first trimester? Yeah. What should I be thinking about? Yeah. And like, he was like, okay, we're going to put you on these vitamins. You're going to take these things. These yeah. are the things that are happening. You should eat these kinds of foods because they're high in all the things that you're supplementing yeah. in. And it was really fascinating in that sense to like dive into that information and then just literally do my best to ignore all of the scary stuff that was also being put in yeah. front of me. You know, because I was like, no, I'm going to concentrate on what I can control. 
and what I can do for my babies that are inside of me and that I can put in my body to help them. Yeah. And I think that that, along with, as you said, circling yourself with your circle, yes. is the two things that you can control. And everything else you can't control. It's just going to run its course for what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that would be my biggest advice looking back is like fundamentally build those two things and mm-hmm. maniacally stay focused on that mm-hmm. and do not Google anything. <laughs> no. And that, you know, again, Agatha and I have had so many conversations about the research that you did through your pregnancy. I think I researched one time, I googled one time triplet pregnancy and it was horrific, mm-hmm. the things that come up and it it was nothing that I needed to know. Yeah. And so I never did that again, I never would have thought about that again and it, I had two distractions, I had two other kids, mm-hmm. it wasn't like the whole triplet thing was going to be my entire world, yeah. they were going to be a big part of it, especially when they were infants and they really require so much from mom, but I also had to pay attention to two other kids, which helped me keep perspective and focus. Yeah. Because it's, you know how drastically your family's gonna change, and you can prepare and prepare and prepare, but what you just said about focusing on what you can control is huge. And as a parent of five kids, my triplets are eight years old now, my oldest one's 14. That plays throughout all of your time with your children. It's like you waste so much time worrying, you waste Mm -hmm. so much time thinking about things that are very much out of your hands. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you want to implement the simplest of practices during your pregnancy, that's the one to start implementing. Your babies are gonna be what they are. Mm -hmm. You can do what you can. You cannot blame yourself for anything that goes wrong. You can't blame yourself for maybe not being fully up to other people's input at all times. You really get to know yourself so well. It's a precious thing that you're growing and it's your body. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's not anyone else's. The number of people that will touch you That's true. There's no God people in line at the grocery store. <gasps> what are you having? You know, and I thought, I had a man we live near the ocean and so and you know you don't wear one pieces when you're pregnant with triplets because nothing fits and so i had a huge belly again i was a little over halfway through pregnancy standing on the beach watching my two little ones play out in the surf and the triplets were moving which is typical babies move in utero and so but when your belly is like out here and you have people literally people pushing out always down up um anyway i was so used to it but the sun was like gleaming on my belly i can remember this so well and i was so hot but whatever anyway and this older couple are walking down the beach and this man just walking (laughs) and he literally goes what are you having because the belly was just moving so much. But, you know, he was at least, like, kind enough not to touch me. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just something that, it's it, like I just said, it's great practice for this is you. Once your babies are born, this is y'all. It's not anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so taking care of yourself, I ate a ton at the end of my pregnancy with the triplets. I had a few doctors that were kind of consulting because they were all going to be in on the delivery, Mm -hmm. which was totally rad. You know, I got to have 
triplets at our local hospital because they were full term. They didn't need a NICU. I know we bring so, the same hospital. Yeah, but it was great. They meant the history of the hospital timelines. First yeah. triplets ever born where we live. So anyway, but one of the doctors consulting at the end of the pregnancy, she was hysterical. She said, "Stop." Stop with the fruits and vegetables. You're wasting your time. She said, take a multivitamin, any pie, any mash, anything, any anything you want to eat right now. Do she it. Said, All you need is calories. Yeah. So if that's how you're feeling, yeah. eat, you know, eat. Take a multivitamin and just eat. Like there's no definite way to do this. Agatha and I, I think our goal here is to not only show you that, but to show you that you will have support in a community if you think you are overwhelmed, if you think you're all by yourself, if you think you have no good way to look, yeah. just to have, just to laugh about something, like it can all be pretty darn funny, even, and even when you're trying to get through some of the stuff that might be a little scarier or intimidating. Yeah. So. And I think more importantly too, I think for me, I felt really isolated because I had other girlfriends that were pregnant with singletons at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I have nobody pregnant with triplets and same sex. So. <laughs> Isolated, you know, <laughs> so like it's a totally different vernacular and vocabulary and it's like we want you guys it. You're going to the doctor two times three times as much as anybody else Yeah, and you're getting an ultrasound every week or every, every time or every other yeah. week Like I was getting you get your non-stress tests, which are not stressful. So no one's stressed about them. No, they're really tests. awesome They're, they're really, really awesome. awesome. Yeah, um, and it gets used to the hot like our our doctor and I'm sure maybe you did the same But like they required us to do our non-stress test at Scripps hospital. Yeah, I did it at the hospital So I had been to the hospital and spent time in on the maternity and delivery yeah. floor for like four weeks already by the time I gave birth to my yeah. twins which was really smart and I really liked that because I felt comfortable going in mm -hmm. it didn't feel foreign I knew the nurses like mm -hmm. Jillian god bless Jillian god bless Jillian oh my god Jillian <laughs> angel Jillian um so it was really wonderful these little things right but you know looking back now that we're talking about it so much like I do remember also just like taking little tidbits during the day to like really sit especially when I got bigger like when I was thinking about you watching them move around and I would talk to each of them oh you know and just like I had I would have these like daydreams of who they were going to be mm -hmm. and I, I mean we live in a little bit of a boo-boo town right so like you could call them premonitions but it was and they were what they were the age of my kids now mm. and mm -hmm. it was so fascinating because I was like okay, well, maybe it's just me just, like, you know, projecting and, like, coming mm -hmm. up with, like, what I want them to be like, right? Mm -hmm. But I kind of held on to, like, the, the kernels of, like, what those daydreams were like. Mm -hmm. And when they came out of me, it was, like, so crystal clear hmm. that they were, like, dead on. Oh, like, wow. out of the box, right out of my body. I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I know you, and I know you. Huh. And it was so great because it was immediately for me, I knew because I'd taken the time to listen to that and get quiet with myself and kind of allow that to come to me. I knew exactly what my son needed when he came out of me, you know, and like I had to birth my daughter. So I was, I made sure that my husband was like, I was like, go sit next to him, mm -hmm. hold his hand, do nothing else, but just talk to him. Mm -hmm. He is scared. He needs to know that he's okay. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. He knows your voice. He needs to feel your touch and just talk to him. Do nothing else but talk to him until he, you can bring him to me. Mm -hmm. And Nick was the first one to feed him with a little syringe mm -hmm. from my from his finger. And like, I swear, it was like the world of difference for Wes when he was born because 
left to his own devices, he would have stayed inside for another two weeks. Like, mm-hmm. he was not ready to be out in the world. Yeah. He was so, I don't know, I, looking back, I thought he was such a new soul, but now I think he was a really old soul that was really pissed and overwhelmed to be stuck in a baby's body again. <laughs> you know, and my daughter came out and smirked. And I was like, yeah, all right. You've been here, I've done this, yeah. I know you. Um, but it was really interesting in that process to not turn that off, right? And not ignore it because it's been so instrumental and it was instrumental in those first couple weeks when they were newborns mm-hmm. of continuing to like get quiet and listen to what my gut was telling me and then doing that for my babies because mm-hmm. it worked. And it was so simple. And it's like, so it's funny because it's like when you say that I planned a lot, when I look back, I did because it's the nature of kind of who I am because it allows me to feel like I have some safety Mm -hmm. of like prepping, you know, but really what I did was that I just kept on going back to that. And I think that that was really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like how three weeks and I was like, okay, I'm going to get on my mat. Yeah. Like super basic, but it felt really good to just move a little bit, like really just like integrated things that were really fundamental, but just like get the blood moving a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that, I didn't do any of that. I didn't listen to my stomach. I didn't talk. <laughs> I talked to my other kids. Um, I, uh, I don't know. I, the only thing that I can say about being pregnant with triplets is that maybe there's just one too many personalities in there. I don't know. But I, um, all I knew about them was where they were located because they got to a certain point and that was it, right? They couldn't yeah. move anymore. And so I knew that her her daughter, she was up top, but she was on her side. So her hips were getting Mm. pushed up, up, up. Um, I knew the presenting triplet was Mm. triplet a, he was head down like for a long time. And he was the one that would, would have been naturally born first. Um, but I, I remember in, for me thinking, you know, cause people, once they find out you're pregnant with triplets, they're going to say all sorts of things. But, uh, did you get asked all sorts of inappropriate questions? All sorts of inappropriate questions, you know, yes. And I was also told at one point in time, like a woman asked what I was having and I said, oh, you know, I'm having triplets. And cause again, I wasn't bed rested. Like I was out yeah. in the world and that does make a difference. Like yeah. some women who have to be home bound or who mm-hmm. have to be hospital bound, this is not going to be your experience. Yeah. Um, and there's good and bad to both, of course, but since I was out and swimming and on an elliptical machine at our YMCA and then out at the beach with my kids or parks mm-hmm. or wherever, you know, people are of course going to ask you questions cause you're huge. But um, anyway, and she said, or I said, I'm having triplets. And she said, don't you know, there's an overpopulation problem. <gasps> yeah. And you know, those are the things that, Oh my God, there's so many assumptions in that statement. And there's that so many layers to so it. So angry. Right? Yeah. Like, well, and what are you saying? Like, really, what are you saying? Like, I should have yeah. aborted a couple? Like, what are you saying? Yeah. So, <clears throat> it's just to let you, anyone listening know that we've heard it all <laughs> between the two of us. And any mom, much less multiple moms, mm. will tell you they've heard it. They've heard it all. Like, I was asked after the triplets were born, I literally had three two-month-olds with me in a stroller and a woman asked me oh and you're expecting again and I thought I have three humans 
really? And then when I told her, no, you know, I have three two-month-olds, like, of course I'm still going to be poochy. Yeah. Like, and this is the part where I have a real issue with social media because mm-hmm. it makes it seem like you're going to be poochy and it's great. Your yeah. body has to heal. You've done three amazing things. You know, mm-hmm. you've given birth to these unbelievable people. Anyway. But she asked me, so she went on because I thought once I said no, that conversation would be over. And she carried on. She was like, oh, how are you ever going to look normal again? Do you think you're going to have to have surgery? You're never going to have, be able to like wear normal clothes. And I went, watch me. You know, in my head, I'm like, that's all I need to hear. Yeah. (laughs) On. (laughs) So I, you know, I, I would just say, keep it to your people that's who you're listening to mm-hmm. that's who you need to desire feedback from mm-hmm. anybody else it should just be mm-hmm. don't even let it phase you because yeah. your goal is obvious like to get your babies here as healthy as possible mm-hmm. and part of that is a mental game as much as it is a physical game yeah and so i agree and that will continue once they're out of your body it's the same process i feel like All you keep time. your circle close you keep your people who you need your feedback loop from and then everybody else you just have to just let it go over your head because yeah. you will still be asked a ton of random totally inappropriate questions people will judge you and they will look at you when you're carrying around two screaming babies and you just have to create an armor and like not let it bother you even if it does sometimes because it's going to continue to happen for the existence of you know your your journey as a mom of multiples yeah. But to Betsy's point, and I do love that you say this all the time, is that like, it's our superpower. Yeah. You will not think you can't do anything. Is that right? You will not think you can't do (laughs) too many things. (laughs) Clashing. Yeah. You can do anything. You really can. Like nothing is going to be too hard. And I say a lot, like, you know, there are still things that I find challenging, right? Like you're going to come into things in your life that are challenging. There's things that whatever anyway challenges yes but nothing is intimidating anymore Mm -hmm. it will be it will give you so much more confidence because you really have seen not only what you're capable of when they're inside you but really it's just going to be more so in your face every day once they're born about this is why you were put on the planet like and you were given them for a reason and that's not to be glib or cheeky or anything it's just the fact of the matter so embrace it let yourself show yourself how amazing you are Mm -hmm. and don't listen to all those other doofuses as my husband says what does he say he says (laughs) tell us lions don't listen to the chatter of mice (laughs) bam boom (laughs) finished my job We'll have notes and all sorts of things in the podcast. So thanks for joining us and listening to our story. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to We Are Multiple, the podcast. We hope you learned something. We hope you laugh. And please join us next time. It's always interesting. There's always something new. There's always something vital that you will want to know, not only during your pregnancy, but with your babies and beyond. And don't lose your shit. We got you. We are multiple. We are multiple. Have a good one.